In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who calls us to believe something as audacious as the idea that His church will stand firm even against the gates of hell. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Happy birthday to University Lutheran. It's been 40 years, but it's been actually longer than 40 years. We're, we're sort of like that person that you know that kind of fudges their birthday. Um, uh, so so we're, we're a little bit older than 40. Um, uh, in, in fact, uh, Lutheran ministry has been happening on the campus of Florida State since we have evidence now since 19. 49 instead of 1979. And so um, we're maybe a little bit more than a little bit fudging our date. But this building has been here for 40 years. And, and this building is, is actually uh, the, the second building that we have uh, had as sort of a hub of operations for Lutheran ministry here at Florida State University. Uh, the first one was called Luther House. And in fact, if you look at Google Maps, uh, you'll, you'll still see this place get called Luther House. I have tried over and over and over again to erase that name from Google Maps, and it keeps on popping up. Um, and so obviously, uh, the Holy Spirit wants it to happen. But there's been a lot of time that, has, uh, that this building has, has been around. In fact, our, our former building at Luther House, we, we only had that as a base of operations for about 10 years. And so um, uh, this place is already four times, uh, is, has seen four times as much ministry as what Luther House has. And, and this building has seen a lot of differences. In fact, um, if you're right where Stephen and Ruth and uh, Deb are, there, there used to be a wall that went across there. And so uh, we, we had to pop that out and, and invade in onto a porch area that used to be there. And uh, they, there have been new chairs recently. And there have been all sorts of other things that have happened in this building. And you can imagine what it was like 40 years ago when those people gathered together in order to celebrate and to dedicate this place. In fact, uh, Mary Hafner tells the story of when this place was dedicated. It, it happened around a, a regional LWML um, uh, outing. I, th- I thought you would be excited, Deb. <laughs> they were all gathered at, at a, a nearby hotel. And, and in fact, um, that day, uh, Muhammad Ali ca- came and, and gave greetings to their LWML group, um, uh, and, uh, and so uh, we, we have some kind of a connection uh, with the greatest boxer in the world. And, uh, and then uh, that Sunday, uh, people gathered together here and, and dedicated this place. And you, you maybe can, can just imagine... What the hopes and the dreams of the people who were in this building 40 years ago were thinking. And you can imagine how confused they probably would be when, uh, if you just rocket it forward 40 years and uh, people would walk in here and go, wait, this is University Lutheran now? 
Because back then, uh, all of you non-students, well, you, you weren't allowed to be here. It wasn't even uh, that, that uh, you, you weren't here. It was that you weren't allowed to be here. This was strictly University Lutheran Center. And then a little bit later, we, we said, hey, that's, that's not really fair. We, we should invite um, uh, some non-students in. This should be multi-generational. Um, uh, you know, changes to the building, changes to the way that campus looked. In fact, uh, if you go back to the 80s and you look across the street, we have certain pictures, you look across the street, it was a wooded area. No Wildwood, no Reagans, none of that. Just a wooded area over there. If you talk to some older people like Adam Brink, who (laughs) lived here as a resident for a while while he was in undergrad, he will tell you stories about one of his jobs being that he had to pick up uh, leftover beer bottles from our neighbors, the uh, Kappa Alpha Order, um, uh, because uh, after Saturday night there would be some stuff left around the church. Shenanigans. For him to pick up. And imagine the surprise that that's now the, the Black Student Union. And yet we know, even just from recent history, right here in our neighborhood, that we don't have to be here. Because just two doors down, just a couple of weeks ago, we saw that building get destroyed by a large excavator as they tore it down and erased it into nothingness. And so all of that history, all of that makes us kind of wonder, all right, so we're standing here 40 years after the building of this building. What's the next 40 years going to look like? And maybe we're cynical about that. Maybe we're saying, well, I don't know. Maybe we'll be here. Maybe we won't. Culture seems to be turning the tide against Christian belief. Maybe we'll be here. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll get eminent domained by Florida State. Maybe we'll be here. Maybe we won't. Or maybe you're, you're on the other side of that. Maybe you're, you're extremely hopeful. Maybe you have visions for this place that, uh, that, that's, that rival the visions of anybody else. Maybe you have visions for this place that include reaching out to so many more people. Maybe you have visions for this place that include maybe a new building that people 40 years from then will be able to celebrate. Maybe you have visions for this place that are audacious and crazy. And I would say that if you have those kind of visions that you're in a league with Peter from our reading today. Because Peter is willing to say audacious things and to believe audacious things. 
Jesus goes to his disciples and he says, who who do people say that the Son of Man is? And it's not really clear from the text if Jesus is just talking about the concept of the Son of Man, which is a concept from the book of Ezekiel. And uh, if he's just, you know, sort of saying, hey, you know, is the Son of Man out there? Is this this figure from Scripture, who who, who do people say that he is? Or is he talking about himself? Is is he saying, uh, who do people say that I am? And so they, they kind of get into like, oh, well, you know, he might be this guy, he might be that guy. And then Jesus makes it more personal. He says, who do people say that I am? Which really forces them to state and confess what they believe. And Peter is the one who steps forward. And says, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And of course, to us, that, that doesn't sound like it, it takes a lot of guts to say that. Because it's after the fact. And so, it, it doesn't take a whole lot of guts for us to rehearse the history of University Lutheran, what has happened over the past 40 years. It doesn't take a lot of guts because that stuff has already happened. And we just get to point to it and say, that has happened. But it does take guts to point to the future. And that's what Peter is doing. Peter is saying, you are this son of God. And I believe that even before I see the things that are going to reveal to the rest of the world. That you're the Christ. And that's probably why Jesus stops his disciples from telling people that he is the Christ. Because he wants to reveal that for himself. But this moment of Peter's confession reveals that Peter is willing to think audaciously about who Jesus is and about what the future will hold, that the future will hold somehow, and Peter doesn't know how, but the future will hold the redemption of mankind. He's willing to think audaciously and in a crazy way about the future. In a way that even Jesus says is, Superhuman. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for you didn't come up with this. God gave it to you. So, what do you believe can happen in a place like this in 40 years? Are you believing audaciously? Are you believing that great things can happen? Or are you just kind of mailing it in? And saying, well, you know, I'm I'm hoping that there will be church next week. That level of audacious belief is what Jesus says that he builds his church on. And that's one of the things, today being Reformation Day, that that Martin Luther got very clear about when he was reforming the church. He was saying that what Jesus is building 
the church on is not Peter himself. He's not building the church on a person. He's not building the church on, a, uh, on an office. He's not building the church on a leader. What he is building the church on is a confession of faith. A confession that says, I believe in audacious things. And so maybe we're a little bit convicted right now. Maybe we're going, well, I don't know if I believe in audacious things. Maybe I I don't believe in the same way that Peter did. Maybe I don't believe in the same way that Luther did. Maybe I don't even believe in the same way that the people 40 years ago when they were putting together the money and the resources in order to build this place, maybe I don't even believe as audaciously as them. But you do believe audaciously if you believe that your baptism makes you a child of God. You do believe audaciously if you believe that the absolution which I spoke over you just moments ago, when I said, I forgive your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, if you believe that that is real, you believe audaciously. If you believe that a little bit later on when we celebrate the Lord's Supper together that that truly is the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in, with, and under the elements of the bread and the wine, you believe audaciously. And Christ is building His church on your audacious belief. And your audacious confession of the truth. And can that belief get a little bit more hopeful in your life? Well, maybe. But it starts with a confession of what you believe. It started that way for Peter. Peter didn't know the way that everything was going to shake out. Peter didn't know that he was going to sin by denying his Lord three times. Peter didn't know all of the things that were going to face him in his life as the leader of that church that his confession had started in a way. He didn't realize how he was going to die. He didn't realize the sermons he was going to preach. He probably didn't even realize that he was going to preach sermons. But his audacious belief of saying, I believe that you are the Son of God and I am going to follow you as the Son of God was enough. It's a hard thing to believe. When you really think about it, it's an impossible thing to believe. It's something that only the Holy Spirit can do in your heart. But he's working there on you. And you can see that. If you believe 
that your baptism makes you a child of God, that you receive the forgiveness of sins, and that you are a part of a church that believes audaciously in what God is capable of. And so, I don't know what the next 40 years are going to hold. But today I, and I hope you, are going to spend some time in conversation with God, in hopeful, audacious conversation with God about what could happen. And maybe the greatest thing that could happen is simply that Christ comes back and we celebrate with him for eternity. So now may you go into this world knowing that no matter what happens in 40 years, that your belief will be there to meet its audacious reality. Amen.